Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everybody's having an absolutely awesome day today. And I'm continually watching the news and the updates and all the stuff that's going on. And yesterday I sent the link to Dad because I just thought it was – I didn't think it was funny from a funny standpoint, but – uh, ironic standpoint, it was actually quite interesting. If you guys have seen now, Andrew Gillum, who was the former Tallahassee mayor, who is the basically uh, he went up against DeSantis as governor. He now has been indicted on 21 different federal charges now, including wire fraud, false statements, all types of different stuff, and I was reading about it, and apparently he was taking donation money that was coming in for his campaign during his, basically his governor campaign, to try to win, and he was running cash through a shell company and then cutting himself back payroll checks through this company, which is grossly illegal, and uh, yeah, he's basically been indicted now. He's the same one who got busted down in Miami two years ago with his um, meth-fueled orgy with two other uh, gay guys, I guess you could say. And uh, pretty much he went off the map. Nobody ever talked about him before. And what's interesting about this, though, is that this is the guy that actually tried to go for a recall against DeSantis, if you all remember. And there were literally videos, photos, reports of ballot boxes showing up at 2, 3 a.m., which is not legal. They have to have a specific chain of custody when you're dealing with ballots and continued to bring in ballot boxes that were 100% for him when he tried to do the recall during the governor election. And it's interesting enough, though, that the fact that this guy was the man that was trying to beat DeSantis, yet now it's become evidently clear he was involved in a whole host of different illegal activity well before his little meth-fueled gay orgy. And what's interesting about this, though, is nobody's talked about it at all in mainstream media. Pretty much has gone hush-hush, and it was the same way two years ago when he got busted. This is what we have to expose and we have to continually remind everybody of is that when you see this nonsense, you have to expose it for what it is because the elections, the fraud, the aspects of what we're going to see over the next couple months, in my opinion, I think we're going to see extreme attempts at fraud for this midterm to try to ensure that the communist individuals stay in power. Remember, people that are hardcore communists, they don't have morals and ethics. There's no biblical values to their basis. They're not sitting back going, well, we shouldn't do this because, you know, it's wrong. We shouldn't lie. We shouldn't cheat. We shouldn't steal. Those things are wrong. Tr hardcore true communists don't find anything wrong with that at all. It's actually part of their mantra that they use in order to further their agenda. So everybody needs to understand that there are going to be significant attempts over the next couple months. What do you think, Dad? 
Well, the reality is that the, this group of Kabbalist Luciferians, they believe that the result justifies the means. In other words, they can steal as much as they want. They can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it and steal and lie to everybody. Because remember, their teachings that come from their Zohar and their Kabbalist rhetoric and all the garbage they put out says it's okay to lie to us. They can, they can cheat us. They can steal from us. It's actually it's okay to kill us, too. <laughs> they say that, too. They really believe that stuff. They believe that they're superior as a race to us and that they have this atavistic hatred of Jesus that has been you know, there for thousands of years since they basically crucified him. And then he decided he didn't want to be crucified anymore. And he was he resurrected from the dead by God Almighty. And so it, it's one of those things. They didn't know what to do with all that. It blindsided them. They never expected that. That's what they said in the Bible. Had they God of this age done what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. He never would have done it because he basically did not expect the blowback from this as far as the blood covenant that we have through Jesus. So they think they can lie, cheat, steal, do whatever they want to do, and it's okay. And if you ever get involved with these Kabbalists, these Luciferians, these weirdos, and they kind of come under every guise of being judges and attorneys and doctors and business people, et cetera, et cetera, I can urge you at this point not to do business with them. Find out who they are. Find out what their ethics are. Find out everything. The other day I had a friend of mine who's basically, you know, been around my – I've known him for about 25 years, and he had a business proposition for me from some other guy that he knows that I have never heard of. And I ask him, I'm going to be very, I'm going to be very, how should I say, uh, I'm going to be careful how I say this. But it's a business proposition, and I personally think it's a scam. I really do. And with the guy, and so I told the guy, I said, here's what I need. I said, because this, my friend trusts this guy. I said, I need five years tax returns. Okay. I need a business prospectus. I need, you know, five years of personal tax returns. And I need five years of bank statements showing balances, five years of all the statements. And my friend goes, well, I don't know if he'll give you all that. I like, I'm like, if he want money, if he wanted to borrow money from the bank, he'd give them all that. <laughs> okay. And, 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 I, and here's why I'm telling you that as a friend and as a listener today, I care about you. A lot of times, and this is the truth with every single time this has happened to me, when things sound too good to be true, they're too good to be true. They're usually a lie. And there's somebody out there trying to scam somebody out of their money to try to get some investment deal going. And I've, I've been involved with stuff like that before when I was younger, and I didn't know any better. And I've gone in and invested in stuff and you know, and with hard-earned money with after-tax income and, and lost it. And, and I always find out that this person that I invested with, they never put any of their own money in. They always want to use other people's money, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to put in sweat equity, that kind of stuff, but they never do anything. And they expect you to continue to pump money into the, the business and try to keep it afloat while they don't do anything and put none of their own money into it. I've had it happen multiple times. And you say, well, how did that happen? Well, I was in my 20s. Okay, I didn't know a whole lot better. I was in my 20s and my 30s. You're still learning at that point. That's why at the age of 66 now, I'm giving you the advice of five years tax returns, five years of bank statements, <laughs> a full credit report. you got to have that too. Find out what the net worth of the individual is, how much capital they're going to put into it, a full business prospectus. And almost every single time you do that, when they're looking for money outside of a banking lending institution, they will not provide you that information because it doesn't exist. Just to let you know that it does not exist. And plus, you have to have contracts and you have to have a letter from them that, you, that they allow you to discuss their financial stuff with their CPA and make sure it's a CPA, too. Because they have to act under a different set of ethics rules with the state that they're licensed in. So I should say a licensed CPA. 
and then get your attorney involved in it <laughs> before you do anything. But this this is the level that you have to go now with all of the scams that are out there. So be very, very careful. Gillum, this this queer gubernatorial cat who was the mayor of Tallahassee, by the way, says a lot about Tallahassee, but he was he was still hiding in the closet of Tallahassee. He had so many shady deals in Tallahassee that they said he was involved in all of these basically, uh, you know, thefts of, of stuff. You know, he was involved with all this crazy stuff, and, he was, and all these accusations were flying about him all the time. Well, then it's the, the people up in Tallahassee, which are extremely liberal, including the professors of Florida State University. Just thought I'd mention that as are, as are most professors at major universities. They backed Gillum to run for the governor of the state of Florida, and he almost beat DeSantis. In fact, Austin and I were joking about it and saying, hey, you know, we're finding boxes of ballots and bad bellies of alligators down here, you know, and they're being brought in to be counted. It was insane what happened, and the fact that DeSantis had won by such a large majority that Gillum still couldn't pull off the cheat. Remember, again, this is all from the Hillary and Bill Clinton playbook. You know, this is what they did to win their elections. Remember also now that you know, Ghislaine Maxwell's coming out and saying that she's a good person and she was involved with the Clinton initiative and helped Bill and Hillary to do what they're doing as far as the Clinton initiative and blah, blah, blah. And she should only get four years in prison for selling a thousand girls into sex slavery and whoring them out to politicians. I mean, it's unreal. So we'll see what happens with her, you know, her, 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 her appeal to the judge as far as sentencing. And she's saying she's a good person, that she's a submarine captain. I cannot believe this. Who in the world is a submarine captain? She's also a pilot. Okay, She has all these other things. She's a banker, investment analyst. She gives all these accolades that she has. Well, how about trafficker of children? Why don't you add that one in there, too, you weirdo? You Kabbalist, Luciferian, pervert, Mossad agent. Why don't you add that in there, too? Now, another thing is, here's some good news. Except for Disney. Disney's just not going to learn because 70% of Disney's employees are queer, and they're not going to learn. You know, I told you a few months ago I went to Disney, tried to go there and just get a, an ice cream for my for my daughter, and I would refuse to go through the all all the crazy security stuff. And I left. You know, and I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not. I refused to tolerate that type of behavior on something that has an elastic demand curve, which means I didn't have to buy ice cream at Disney. I could have gone to Publix, bought some ice cream, organic ice cream. And Publix now has said that they will not give injections to children under the age of five, period. They're not going to do it. So, uh, you know, so I don't have anything to do with Disney any longer. And I urge all of you, if you have memberships there, annual passes there, or if you're planning a vacation there, cancel it. And don't renew your memberships. They won't give you a refund. I've tried to do that before when I've been harassed at the park, but they won't give you a refund. They won't do it. But they will not, uh, but they will not change because 70% of their employees are queer. So here's, here's the article. Except for Disney, Citibank, Delta, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, and Major League Baseball, corporate CEOs have had enough of the crazed, perverted, woke idiots. I'm reading this from Craig, Paul, Paul Craig Roberts. The woke are being fired for being a corrupting influence, distrib, distrib, disrupting corporate operations, and offending everyone else in the workforce. Even the Washington Post has had enough. Where did a few highly confused people get the idea they could control everyone else? The woke are good for nothing but disruption and divisiveness. No one needs them. Now, he went on to bring an article up that I'm going to go ahead and also quote right now, and it goes into detail about this. But remember, this woke ideology is, again, from the Zohar, since we seem to be the only ones painting this picture where it comes from, in which their god is a transgender, and they want everybody to both basically become a hermaphrodite. And, and let me tell you something, guys, real quick on this. 
because of these injections to these children under the age of five and how it's going to affect sperm production and testicular development and ovarian function, a lot of these kids are going to end up being hermaphroditic. They're never going to be able to have children. They're going to have all kinds of sexual you know, problems as far as maturation, and, and, and that's probably why they're doing this. They're pushing this so everybody will be ready for this in 10, 15 years when all of these children are coming out hermaphroditic and nobody ever goes through puberty anymore. Nobody ever starts ovulating. Nobody ever goes through the secondary sexual characteristics from the increase of testosterone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to have a whole generation of little hermaphrodite. Everybody looks alike, like a bunch of little drones, like a bunch of little ETs walking around. I guess that's what they want. But this is interesting. CEOs start to push back against woke employee bullying. In an indication that corporate progressivism may be reaching its high watermark, CEO for the first time are pushing back against woke politics. Last week, Kraken CEO Jesse Powell became the latest executive to say he's had enough. He invited employees who felt triggered by controversial ideas to serve and accept and accept to, to, to accept a severance package and to leave the company. The cryptocurrency technology company's new mission statement says they will never ask that our employees adopt any specific political woke ideology as requirements for the workplace. Paul, Paul, Paul told friends in Fox, Fox and Company, that the company's 3,000 employees, 30 decided to take their workmen's, their, their 20, 30, 30, three, four months worth of money. He goes, I think everyone is ready to go back to work and stop being distracted. Suddenly, nobody has any interest in this anymore, and companies are responding accordingly and starting to drop woke, says Scott Shepard, director of the National Center for Public Research Policy. SpaceX Elon Musk, space exploration company, joined the chorus line on June the 16th. And by the way, his daughter now wants to be a guy or his guy wants to be a daughter. I have no idea. I feel bad for him on that. After several employees publicized a letter denouncing Musk's campaign to acquire Twitter and steer the social media platform away from censorship, SpaceX responded by firing them. <laughs> I actually I actually like the fact that he did that. But remember last year when all of these people were – actually, it was two years ago, and they were all upset with, with Georgia, and they decided they weren't going to allow Georgia to have you know the, the people there as far as the Hollywood, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and all these people started listening to the woke ideology, and then Netflix did the same thing. And, of course, Netflix is run by a bunch of weirdos. Anyhow, they've lost 200,000 subscribers, and now they're, they're firing people left and right. You know, and here's what Shepard said on all this. He said, it turns out that alienating the majority of your customer base is terrible for business. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it again. It turns out, you, you, it's, hard, it's hard to believe they have to figure this out. It turns out that alienating the majority of your customer base is terrible for business, Shepard said. You can get away with it sort of when the market is reaching new highs and interest rates are nothing, so you can borrow and make up for the lack of profits. But in today's environment with markets tumbling, interest rates rising, and potential recession looming, suddenly the luxury of alienating your customer base doesn't exist anymore. Now, remember what happened a couple of years ago with this last election. Linda Forrester Rothschild got together. and I've covered this on the show in depth. And she had a conference call, and she basically told everybody to boycott Georgia. And she picked up a 100 of the CFOs and CEOs of the Fortune 500 major corporations of the United States and put them all on a conference call. Why is that? Because she controls, through the Rothschild Banking Foundation families, and she's a spokesperson for many of that, You know, a lot of the investments from BlackRock, okay, State Street, and Vanguard. And she has the ability to put them all on a conference call at the same time. Imagine if I called up the CEO of General Motors and said, I want to have a conversation with you, and I want to have the CEO of Ford and the CEO of Chrysler and the CEO of General Electric all on the telephone at the same time, and I demand that you speak to me at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on this date. 
Number one, they won't even get the message. <laughs> they got the message. They would laugh. They would pay attention to me. But that's how much power this Kabbalist. Remember, Linda Force Rothschild is another Luciferian Kabbalist. And she's the one who basically runs, the, she's a spokesperson for the international banking communities that are run through the Rothschild banking cartels now because I guess they decided to use her. And remember, Bill and Hillary Clinton were good friends of hers too. So always remember these guys are all linked together in the same type of network, and they're basically doing everything they possibly can to destroy the United States of America as quickly as they possibly can. As long as we understand that, we'll understand that. By the way, a lot more NFL players are dropping dead. We had a couple more young ones die this past week, and another congressman had a 17-year-old daughter die. And, and it's sad to me that, that this is happening all over the United States as Trump unleashed the Kraken. <laughs> By releasing this COVID shot on the population of the planet through Operation Warp Speed. That's a joke, by the way, with Sidney Powell. But Trump released the Kraken, and basically now we have a huge death rate of people just dying in their sleep all over the place. You know, it's sad. In fact, women for Trump now have decided to go against him. I found this interesting. The co founder of Women for Trump is not happy with Donald Trump. I guess the comments to Billy Bush and all the rest of them didn't make a lot of difference to her, but this now she does. In comments published by Political on Wednesday, Amy Kremer, a January 6th rally organizer who co-founded the Women for Trump, blasted the former president over his endorsement of Katie Britt, who won the Republican Alabama Senate primary on Tuesday. Britt defeated Representative Mo Brooks, who was backed by Kremer and other conservatives. Donald Trump is disconnected from the base. Duh, 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 Miss Kremer. As she told Politico, she said, it's time for those of us in the movement to get back to basics, back to our first principles where we're here. We were here long before President Donald Trump came along, and we're going to be here long afterwards. I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to turn it back over to Austin. I told you guys when Trump won this election, you know, six years ago, I told you what was going to happen, that the conservative people were going to go to sleep. They had they had decided because of Q, which was a CIA psychological operation. The same thing they did. They almost identical to what they did in Russia after the, the murdering of the czar's family. They came in and they told everybody what they wanted to hear about Trump. Oh, you've got the white hats and you've got the black hats. you got that hat here, that hat here. And Trump's playing three-dimensional chess. Don't you remember all that crap? It was all crap. And it was all coming out of cue. He's so much smarter than the rest of us. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's going to lead us down the golden path. Oh, my gosh. And I'll give him credit now. The first year, he did some pretty good things. He got us out of a bunch of weird treaties and got the oil pumping. You know, we're down over a million barrels a day right now in pumping what we were doing two years ago under Donald Trump versus Biden. We don't really have a huge fuel shortage. We don't have that. But we have our speculators. And the speculators always do that. They run up the fuel. They run up the fuel because it's usually handled by around 60 different people in the speculator market through the stock market. You know, the commodities market before it ever reaches the pump, like 60 different people are betting a penny here, a penny there, 10 cents here, 10, 5 cents here. And it keeps going up. It's just, it just jacks it up, jacks it up, jacks it up. The biggest problem we have right now is the fact that, you know, people don't realize that we have enough oil in the United States. If we start pumping our oil again, like we were doing two, three years ago to not have shortages, not have to be required to have Russian oil, et cetera, et cetera, or going into the strategic petroleum reserve. It's also stupid. Biden's doing everything he can, including now wanting to put a 18 or 20 cent gas reduction tax on the oil and the fuel and on the fuel and the diesel and the gasoline, but he won't pump more gas, the blithering idiot, because he's being told not to do that. And it's so stupid that we're all dealing with this unbelievable agony at the pump. You know, I mean, I'm, I, we deal with it too. I drive, I, I drive a diesel truck. It's gas hog. You know, we used to be a gas hog when diesel was, you know, buck forty a gallon. Now it's a gas hog at six dollars a gallon. 
So all of us need to sit here and take a look at this and realize that we've got to stand our ground and continue to call these people out. Even the Kabbalist Luciferian weirdos have realized that the woke ideology ain't going to work because you alienate your consumer base. That's what they're saying now. And these CEOs that are being paid commissions and huge benefits and stock options when they have their stock go up and making hundreds of millions a year, some of these guys in these huge corporations, they're beginning to realize that they're not getting paid like they were before because their sales are way down because they've alienated their base. Guys, always go and support the people that you agree with from an ideological standpoint. Don't do it otherwise. Don't go to Disney. Please, please don't go to Disney. I, I can't ask you any nicer than that. Please don't go there. Don't support these companies that are doing to you. Look at Top Gun, over $500 million now in box office revenue. It's not woke. It's got real guys in it, real women in it, no queers, no weirdos. It's just a really good movie. We're here to support the people that will do what's right. Otherwise, don't support them. And I thank you for your support of Health Masters. You guys mean the world to me. And I had the opportunity to pray for you again today. Also, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Absolutely. You nailed it. And this is what I've encouraged a lot of people to do is you have to vote with your dollar. We've seen this exactly what you just said with Top Gun. The film's incredible. And it's been a blockbuster. Now we've seen that this whole Toy Story franchise Buzz Lightyear film has been a complete and total bomb. And I thank all of our listeners and our customers and everybody you've talked to. Thank you for making this film bomb. I, I mean that intentionally. I said it from the very beginning when they started to come out with what they were going to do in this film. And I said, there's absolutely no reason that anybody, if you're a Christian, if you're a patriot, that you need to support this film. There's so much woke agenda in that film, let alone homosexual kissing, for a film that's geared towards, you know, four to eight-year-olds. I said, don't go see it. Don't go spend your money on it. Don't give them your money. It's very simple. If a company is diametrically opposed to your values, your beliefs, to what you actually want to support, to what, you know, what you want to encourage, why are you giving them money? It's, it's a very easy concept. And this is what people have to start doing. And we see this now. And I'm, I, I was so happy, not because I want a movie just to straight fail, because quite frankly, I did want this movie to fail after I heard about what's in it. But you absolutely have to vote with your dollar. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I'm going to step on some toes with that one. Or we're talking about Target or some of these other companies. If they go against your beliefs, you got to take a step back and say, do I really want to keep giving them money? Do I really want to go along with their agenda? Dad brought up a very valid statement. Publix now over here in Lakeland, that's their headquarters. They're pretty much the biggest supermarket chain in central Florida. They have stated now they will not be issuing injections for children under five for the COVID shot. And they have not given a reason, by the way. They have not offered any type of excuse, any type of reason. They've simply said we will not be issuing these shots for individuals under five, period. We're not doing it. And I can tell you right now, there's a very specific reason why. It's called liability. 
I've told you guys for the last couple months, there's no legitimate reason that we need to be injecting young children with RNA gene therapy that only had what was three or four months clinical trials. Are you kidding me? Children's bodies develop. They change. You cannot start injecting gene therapy at this young of an age and say it's completely safe. You literally are lying. There's no possible way for you to state with full confidence it is safe to inject a six-month-old with RNA gene therapy. This is the first time in recorded history with the level of science that we're at right now that we're allowing six-month-olds to be injected with RNA gene therapy. This goes right up there with CRISPR-9 gene therapy. But yet, hey, FDA said it's totally safe. You definitely need to do it. So I commend Publix. You know, they've done some stuff I haven't agreed with with the mask early on. However, I do have to commend them. Even during the pandemic, whatever you want to call this nonsense, Publix never really engaged any of their customers. And they told a lot of their employees that. If somebody comes in and they're not wearing a mask, don't engage them. They're, they're a Publix customer. Don't push them on it. Do not get in a conflict with them. If they don't want to wear a mask, they don't want to wear a mask. And so I'm glad to see Publix is standing their ground with this because from what I've seen now as well, I told you guys a couple days ago, Florida has been one of the only states that has not pre-ordered this injection for young children. Every other state has pre-ordered this (laughs) shot, RNA gene therapy, three shots at three micrograms per dose. For ages six months to four years old, I mean, are, are we living in clown world? You can't, you can't even take a step back from a scientific standpoint and even try to pretend that that is okay, that something is totally cool with that. And this is what people have to start understanding. They're going to keep pushing this. They're going to keep pushing this unless people push back. This is why I've told people, absolutely, you have to stand up. You have to make your convictions known. If you believe something, if you feel a true conviction, whether it's a Christian conviction, whether it's just a straight ethical or moral conviction, you have to take a stand and say, no, this is where I'm at with this. I'm not going any further. And I commend a lot of our listeners, a lot of our customers, a lot of, I've had a lot of emails over the last two years of people that said, you know what, Austin, you're right. I'm not going to go along with it. Whether it be their business, whatever it is, they said, no, I'm not going to go along with the shot. And this is how you make change, my friends. You can't go along with something. You can't submit to something and basically go in with it and say, well, I'm just going to do it just to, you know, just to get along. And then expect any type of change to occur afterwards because you're literally feeding the beast. I'm so glad that just I've been email after email after email after email getting them every single day with people that are standing up and saying, no, we're, we're not going along with this. We're going to stand our ground. I thank you for that. Also to another news, this is interesting. I saw another article now that, came out the beginning of June, 
And it's exactly what we've been saying. The title of the article is Serious Adverse Events of Special Interest Following RNA Vaccination and Randomized Trials. And it goes into detail about exactly what we've stated, where individuals are having severe adverse events after they get this shot, and it's essentially being covered up. So I encourage you, do your own research. You don't, don't have to listen to me. Don't listen to Dad. Do your own research. Dig your own line and find your own conviction with where you want to be. Also, too, in other news, I've talked about this for the last couple of months now, and this is something that's obviously going to start becoming a serious issue. DEF now, the diesel particulate fluid, is now starting to have a shortage here in the United States. I told you guys this a couple months ago. I talked about it in detail on the Hagman Show. The urea and water they put together that's allegedly supposed to massively reduce emissions on diesel trucks, suddenly now, out of nowhere, they're starting to have shortages on this fluid. And it's exactly what I told you guys. They don't have to necessarily control the entire diesel market. All they have to do is control the DEF fluid market, which is exactly what they're doing. They mandated this back in 2008. They've been pushing it ever since, and this is exactly where they're going with it. It's on Newsweek right here. It says DEF solution made up of urea and deionized water that is needed for almost everything that runs on diesel now. Every diesel truck manufactured since 2010 is required to use DEF. Due to the war against Ukraine, supplies of urea have fallen. And it goes into detail about how Putin has basically caused all these problems, blah, 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 blah. You know, the typical propaganda rhetoric, which, again, this was set up from the very beginning. And then it goes into detail about how Flying J, I talked about this a month ago, the North American chain of truck stops in the United States is basically reducing their DEF because they're having a shortage and it could sideline diesel trucks and reduce trucking capacity, according to the High Plains Journal. This is exactly what I warned everybody about a couple months ago. You don't have to necessarily cut down on diesel fuel. All you have to do is control the DEF market now. And as soon as you do that, every single thing we pretty much touch, anything we pretty much engage with, it has diesel fuel on it for the most part. This is where they're going to push the ticket, and I've continually warned everybody about this, and I encourage people, make sure you're staying prepped for anything you need, whether it be the meat buckets, whether it be the organic buckets, whether it be beans and rice, canned foods, whatever it is, make sure you have a backup, because in my personal opinion, I think here, and very, very soon, we're going to start seeing shortages of stuff, not just parts, not just bolts, not just trucks. We're going to start seeing very large shortages of stuff that are staples that people are normally accustomed to. And that is when you see people start having complete and total meltdowns. Remember what happened with the toilet paper issue at the beginning of COVID. That's right. It was, it was toilet paper. There was no reason to go in and bulk buy it, but everybody was doing it. Imagine what happens when people start going in and they start stockpiling canned foods 
or rice or beans or Chef Boyardee, anything they can get their hands on, they start stockpiling it. What do you think is going to happen to the shelves within a few days? Very, very quickly, and that's why I've encouraged people, make sure you're doing your research and you have a decent hedge, especially when it comes to stored water and stored food with a lot of stuff that's going on right now, Dad. What do you think? You're 100% right. We see that down here with Florida all the time. We have a hurricane. You know, we have a hurricane that's going to hit. All of a sudden, the store shelves are empty. Water's gone. Batteries are gone. Generators are gone. Chainsaws are gone. Everything, everything just starts disappearing. Stored food, stored campers, gone, 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 gone. Because the amount of demand can't keep up with supply. We have a very fragile supply chain system in the United States that operates off lead times and operates off inventory carrying costs. Nobody wants to store a bunch of stuff up they're not going to be able to sell for the next five years. You just end up, ends up going bad, and you end up basically getting stuck with it. Now, be careful. If you're going to, if you're going to store the, the DEF fluid, I'd be very careful with that, too, because that only has a couple-year shelf life on it, and then it goes bad. Always remember that. In addition to that... The government, the EPA, about five or six years ago started really cracking down on all of these different groups of truck manufacturers and aftermarket suppliers that were producing truck, how should I say, computer systems that could be run on when you delete the DEF tanks and to delete the DEF filters. I'm going to say that again, but a lot of you don't even know this. But these guys were getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars, and many of them were being put out of business because a lot of people realize that you have a truck that's getting 26 miles per the gallon, and you put a DEF on it, now it gets 12 or 13, that if you take the DEF back off of it, it starts running a lot better, and you don't have to put the DEF fluid in it. Now, I'm not suggesting anybody does that because it's massively illegal, okay? But a lot of people were doing that, and there were multiple providers out of the United States and Canada that were providing the software and the upgrades on the CPUs to control unit modules for these trucks to allow them to run without having to burn DEF. And a lot of people basically started deleting them, and then it started becoming a problem for them, for the dealers who were taking those trucks in on trade. They couldn't resell them. And so that whole market's kind of dried up. Nobody's really doing it anymore. If you do get a DEF delete computer, and after you buy one of those, which I'm not suggesting that you do, you're going to pay anywhere from three to $5,000 for it, where it used to be three to $500. So it's a real problem, but they've set this up now. They've made it so all of these deleted companies are no longer around. So all of a sudden you have a diesel truck and you want to run it, but you're out of DEF fluid. It goes into limp mode and now you can't drive it or pull with it or anything else. Before, if you had deleted it, you'd just drive it like you were driving it, but not anymore. It's going to be all part of the supply line shortage and telling us that it comes from the Ukraine. Complete and total nonsense. Suddenly, everything the world needs, fuel, gas, wheat, Everything either coming from Russia or the Ukraine. Have you noticed that? It's true. <laughs> I mean, suddenly we can't get along without Russia. We can't get along without Ukraine. It's total garbage. It's all a bunch of lies to push the narrative. By the way, I want to give you some good stuff here real quick. The scientific meltdown over a controversial discovery of the actual Sodom and Gomorrah. The biblical sounds of Sodom and Gomorrah have been studied. They have now been unearthed. Thought I'd mention that to you. What everybody needs to know and read about this is that this is something unusual. They say in this article, something unusual happened at an ancient sea settlement near the Dead Sea, Tal El Haman, I guess, in a layer of ancient earth. This is so cool. Archaeologists claim to found evidence of an a bad event, apocalypse, melted rooftops, disintegrated pottery. Unusual patterns of the rock formations be associated with tense heat because the rocks actually melted for another three to six centuries after 1650 B.C. 
the settlement, 100 acres, lay fallow. But when Stephen Collins, the principal archaeologist at Tal el-Haman, considered the scientist's evidence in an article that ran last year in the respected scientific journal Nature, he claimed that the incineration matched with the place and the timing of the biblical account of Sodom and Gomorrah. Kind of give you an idea of how God thinks about the woke culture. This brought down on itself what in academic circles might be called hellfire. <laughs> the story of Sodom and its sister city Gomorrah is one of the Bible's best-known stories. Abraham bargains with God to spare Sodom, even then synonymous with sin, to save a few of its righteous residents. The Lord was having none of it. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah. In the book of Genesis says, Abraham looks back and sees the dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. On the face, you don't need to be rocket scientists to see possible connections between El Haman and the, but in the real sense, you do. And this is a really good article. I'm going to go ahead and post it. And it says that the proposed airburst that happened to Sodom and Gomorrah was larger than the 1908 explosion over Tunguska, Russia, where a 50 mile wide meteorite, they said, exploded in midair, detonating with a thousand times more energy than Hiroshima's atomic bomb. Now, I personally believe that Tunguska was when Tesla, this is my own opinion, turned on the working tower and directed an energy weapon across the other side of the planet and dropped it on top of Tunguska. That's what I think happened. But they say it's a meteorite, so you can believe what you want to believe on all of this. But the reality is that the destruction that happened here was not caused by earthquakes or anything else. Basically, the town got melted. Sodom and Gomorrah. And I thought you guys would get a kick out of that because, you know, I always tell you guys, God's got your back. When you're in covenant with the Most High God, when you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, when you realize that we can do anything that we want to do if it's in God's will and he's going to support us for it, when we understand that, then we have peace. The other day I had a friend of mine, the same guy who basically had escaped down to Mexico and lost a bunch of money in cryptocurrency. He said to me, he goes, how do you stop the anxiety? How do you stop the fear? How do you stop the trembling? I mean, how do you stop this? How do you, how do you not, you know, lay awake at night, you know, writhing your hands and, you know, and, and, and being scared? And I said to him, I said, I read a book a long time ago. This is what I told him. I tell you guys the same thing now. It was called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I believe it was by Earl Nightingale. And, and what was interesting about this book is it talked about how people worry about stuff. 95 to 98% of the time it never happens. And he says, if you want to stop worrying, take the worst possible scenario and accept it that it could be a possibility and move on. And then realize it's, it's probably not going to happen, but you've already accepted it. And you can just walk around it, work around it, and do whatever you want to do. So this is what I told my buddy John. I said, well, I told him I said this. I said, John, here's how I look at it. I'm 66 years old, probably in 30 years from now, Lord willing, I'll go on to be with Jesus in heaven. Now, if I live that much longer. But in the great scheme of things, in a great eternal perspective, 30 years in a sea of eternity is insignificant. So whether or not I leave now or leave in 30 years, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. The end result is I won't be here. Nobody gets off this place alive unless Jesus comes back, period. That's it. Now, our spirit goes on. We don't die like that, but our body passes away. And so that's what we need to understand. So if you figure out that the worst thing happens to you is that you die, and you're going to die anyhow, and your spirit's going to live with that forever with God and forever because you're in covenant with the Most High God. You're like on an elastic strap. And as soon as you leave here, you get yoked straight up to heaven. Once you understand that, through Christ, that's possible, 
then death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? It has no purpose over us anymore. So why would we fear that? So then he calls me back and he gives me a text message. He goes, is there something wrong with you? Are you having a medical condition? <laughs> Have you been diagnosed with something awful? And I, and I, he left me a voicemail. I said, I texted him. I said, no, I don't take any meds. I'm super healthy. My blood pressure is like 120 over 60. I work out six days a week. I mean, my whole body still works like it did when I was 18 years old. And I said, I feel great. I said, you, you missed the whole point of what I was trying to say. It's not that I have a date with death, okay? But we all have a date with death. But I hope it's 30 years from now, and I can continue to do the show with Austin until, you know, Austin's in his 60s or 70s. <laughs> That's what I hope. But the reality is this. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So you can't allow that to cause fear in your life. So I hope hopefully he got it this last time. But I want to show you something else, too. You know, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and, it, and it's so important we get this. It was in Matthew chapter 6, and he tells us about the Lord's Prayer. He goes, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I'm going to repeat it again, but deliver us from the evil one. We're asking God to prevent us from being tormented and attacked by Satan. And once we become and have a blood covenant with God through Jesus, at that point in time, it's kind of like a shield goes around us. Does that mean you're not going to have to deal with issues? No, it means you've got to still deal with issues. You're still in this physical body, and you're still on this planet. You still may have a really bad coworker. You still may have a really bad boss. You still may have you know, a bunch of money you just lost in cryptocurrency. <laughs> you got to deal with stuff, okay? we got all kinds of skirmishes going on, but it doesn't matter in the long-term perspective. And then he goes on to say, this is really important. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, of what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. How much more are valuable are they than you? How much more valuable than How much more are you? Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grows? They don't spin or labor. Yes, I tell you that even Solomon, all the splendor, was not dressed like one of these. It is, it, that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Guys, listen to me. God has put you and me and Austin together on this show. We've got an extremely loyal audience, and I'm here to tell you. Don't worry. Do everything that you know to do. Get some stored food. Get some stored water. Remember, we prepare for hurricanes down here. Be prepped. You know, get some way to protect yourself. Really important. Make sure it's legal in the state, whatever you do, whatever you get. But just do that and just let it go. Let it go and let God do what God does. And I believe with all of my heart that he's going to protect all of us. I really believe that because I pray for you guys every day. But it's really important that we understand that every single day – don't be all fretty about this. These websites, oh, we're going to have a 
you know, a hurricane. Oh, we're going to have an earthquake. Oh, we're going to have a meteorite. Oh, we're going to have a tidal wave. Blah, I'm sick of all of them. And then they claim to be Christians. And all they do is peddle fear porn, and I can't stand it. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. And I will continue to keep my heart and my mind focused on Jesus all the days of my life. And he's going to give me peace through the Holy Spirit. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, you're spot on. This is why I continually tell people, if you feel that there's something you need to prepare for, if there's, you know, an element or food, water, you know, defense mechanisms, do what you need to do. Prepare, train, and after that, sit back and enjoy life. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever to sit around and fret. And that's exactly right. There's some of these websites that just push complete and total fear porn 90% of the time. Oh, we got another earthquake. Oh, we got another meteor. Oh, we got another nuclear bomb that's going to come in. And it's over and over and over and over and over and over. And I continually tell people, listen, if they drop a nuclear warhead on Central Florida, I really don't have a whole lot of problems left to deal with. <laughs> I mean, at that point in time, it's no longer an issue. The things that you can control, the things that you can hedge against, the things that you can get involved in, get involved in them. The, you know, critical race theory with a lot of these school boards. Oh, absolutely. Run for it if you can. If not, vote these clowns out. 100% get involved. Our children need to be the top of our priority. And they haven't been for Honestly, many years, we've allowed the school systems to kind of go unchecked, send them to school, bring them home, let them be basically a daycare system. That's what's happened over the years. And now individuals and parents got really involved, especially with the masks. It really woke a lot of people up. And I encourage parents, don't lose that drive. Continually push these school boards continually go after them, continually push the truth narrative and the Christian narrative because they aren't going to stop. Communists have never been known in recorded history just to all of a sudden close up their suitcase and go, well, you know what? It didn't work out here extremely well right when we wanted it to, so we're just going to basically throw a backpack on and ride out. It didn't It didn't really work out. No, they're They are very militant. Hardcore communists are extremely militant. They're going to keep pushing their narrative. They're going to keep trying to force their ideas, their sadistic behavior onto the younger generation. And we've seen it now, all the way from critical race theory to this, this, whatever this is now with this tranny world that they're trying to put and basically slab on top of this younger generation in school and say it's totally cool. It's not. There's nothing okay about it. I saw an article earlier, and I I was laughing at first, and then I realized it was actually legitimate. And it was a vehicle, a police vehicle, in the Columbus Division. And they basically did their whole police cruiser in pride stickers. They, They got like big rainbows all over this police cruiser with pride on the side, rainbows on the side. They called it the pride cruiser. 
and it's adorned with the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ, however many they want to keep adding to it, to encourage people to report hate crimes. And I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm going, is this is this serious? Yeah, this is in Columbus, Ohio. They literally did a police cruiser in Pride Week because, well, you know, it's science. You got to support the narrative, or else, you know. I don't know. I really don't even know where it goes from there. I mean, you want to talk about being the laughing stock of social media. Breitbart posted it, and I looked at a bunch of the comments. They had like three or 4,000 comments on social media, and it was pretty much like 99% of the comments were a complete and total joke. I mean, nobody even took it remotely seriously. And I took a step back, and I went, are we really going this route? I mean, is this really where we're going with this? And the answer is, yeah, they're going to keep pushing it. They're going to keep putting this out there. They're going to keep telling you have to support it. That's why I told you guys from the very beginning with the Tampa Bay Rays, those five players who now they basically stopped eviscerating them because they got absolutely all the individuals that eviscerated them on Twitter and social media have pretty much been canceled because of how unbelievably just bigoted these individuals were towards five professional athletes that stated, no, I don't, I don't want to wear a rainbow on my uniform. I have a right to say, no, I'm not going to wear a rainbow. And this is what people have to start doing. And again, this is one of the reasons why the mainstream media won't bring this up with the Tampa Bay Rays. They don't want to encourage people to stand up. They don't want people to see other people and professional athletes standing up and saying, no, we're not going to go along with this. We're not going to comply. We're not going to go along and basically just go along to get along, so to speak. They stood their ground. And now mainstream media doesn't have anything to say about them. Why? Because. They stood up for what they believed. They stood on their convictions. And this is what I continually encourage people to do on a regular basis. There is so much stuff going on right now that people have to understand. There's going to be a point in time when you're going to get called on a line, and it's going to be a definitive line. You're going to have to make a decision right then and there. Are you going to comply with whatever the topic is, I'm not telling you what it's going to be because I don't know. But it's going to be there, and you're going to have to decide, am I going to go along with this, or am I going to be a resistance? You see what's going on in the Senate right now as far as with this, this unbelievably horrific gun bill. This whole thing is an absolute nightmare. I can't even believe that there's this many senators that are Republicans that are going along with this nonsense and again, though, this is what they do. They compromise. They go along with it. Part of the bill, from what I saw earlier, I'm still going through a lot of it, they're basically discussing the fact that Medicare and Medicaid citizens, they can go in and state that you have to prove that you can handle, own, operate a firearm. You may not necessarily have the Second Amendment apply to you. Because you're on Medicare. They're also doing something that is extremely disturbing. The 18 to 
20-year-old um, background check, remember we kept hearing about this, they're opening up full-blown juvenile records. All juvenile records, they're going and digging in. So even if you did something stupid when you were 13, 14, 15 years old, and it basically got expunged, and it's in your juvenile record, they are now stating that they have the ability to access this and go into it, and they can use that as an excuse to deny you your right to purchase a firearm as an 18 to 20-year-old. Guys, where is the line going to get drawn with this? I've told you this a long time ago. It reaches a point to where they're going to keep chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. So we have to continually stand up and be vocal. I've emailed, I've called, I left voicemails, you know, very candid but curt voicemails with our senators. I'm quite frankly, I'm very disturbed they're still going along with this because this has nothing to do with anything as far as protecting people or preventing mass shootings. This this bill they're putting together, it's going to be nothing less than the Hughes Amendment from 1986. It's just going to escalate just like it did in 1986 and prevent individual law-abiding citizens from purchasing newly manufactured machine guns. It's going to go on, and it's going to go on, and it's going to go on. This is why it is crucial. You decide where you're going to draw a line and where you're going to stand. And I appreciate and I continually encourage people to get the truth out there. You don't have to believe me. Go and do your own research. We put tons of articles on the website every single day. You can go in and look them up, forward them to people. I encourage people, get the truth out there. Continually talk to people on a regular basis. Continually get the truth out there. Try to help people understand what's really happening right now because there's we're reaching a tipping point. There's not much time left, to be honest with you. There's not a whole lot of time left to really make a substantial difference. There's a lot of people that have pretty much gone in and they've decided they're going to continually get the RNA injection. Doesn't matter if it's four shots, five shots, you know, six boosters. They're going to keep getting it. At that point in time, with people like that, you pretty much have to knock the dust off your feet and say, okay, well, that's what they're going to go with and that's, that's their choice. But there's a lot of people that got the shot and said, dude, this isn't, this isn't working right. Why am I having these issues? Why are other people having these issues? Why were we told that it was 100% safe, effective, and free when it was none of the above? So continually get the truth out there. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. We always have different specials, different um, different products that we're running on right now. Check out the um, meat buckets. I went ahead and got the two-pack special on the meat buckets on the front page of the website. That should be up here shortly. I had it up earlier. We're adjusting some stuff on the front page right now, along with the three-pack on the purple sticks and the magnesium brain food capsules. Be sure to check those out as well. It's absolutely crucial that you keep your immune system strong, you keep your brain strong, you keep your mood strong. I know a lot of people, are, you know, they're, they're fighting stuff right now. We all are. All of us are constantly going through stuff, and you have to continually push through it and say, no, listen, I'm not going to go along with that. I'm going to go further. I'm going to push past that. I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to continue to raise little Americans. I'm going to continually be a patriotic American, and I'm going to stand up for truth, freedom, and what's right in this country because obviously, as we've seen right now, we're in a direct war. 
whether or not they want to declare it, whether or not people want to address it. We're in a war right now. It's basically a soft war. And these communists are not going to slow down. They're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing their agenda, and they're going after the children first and foremost. That's why it's so important you protect your children and you know what they're being exposed to and what they're being taught, my friends. It is super crucial right now. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay strong. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.